Hey everyone, welcome to Savage to Sage, where we explore the evolution of entrepreneurs. In this show, we hear from leaders on the challenges and breakthroughs that have shaped them on their journey toward becoming a sage. Welcome back everybody to Savage to Sage. I am Daniel, the host, and in Savage to Sage, we look at the evolution of entrepreneurs. And today I have the joy of being joined by Jeff Bowler. He is the owner of Vision One Real Estate. And Jeff, you also mentioned you have something new that you're cooking up as well on the technology front. Welcome, Jeff. And I'd love for you to just share a little bit more on what you're working on. Oh, well, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate uh, having the opportunity to uh, talk with you today and share some of my views. And uh, certainly, um, yes, I am the owner of Vision One Real Estate, but I am now embarking on a new business called Realty. And it is a software platform that is designed to help investors grow their real estate portfolio better, quicker, faster. And uh, it will be an application that will be on your phone that will enable you to see your real estate investments at a glance, but it will also include a community that will help you start to look at real estate in a different light and participate in fractional ownership across uh, residential and commercial properties. So very excited about that. We got a, a long way to go, but we're working diligently. That's awesome. I, I love hearing that. And for this podcast, we love just hearing about like those early savage days for you. Like think about when you first decided, you know, I'm going to hang my own shingle and start my own company. What was it for you that took you over the edge to to do that? Yeah, I think for me, it was all about time. And I know that sounds kind of weird because as a business owner, you think about, well, uh, when you're starting a new business, it's you're going to be devoting all your time to that new business. But for me, it was time with my family, time with my kids specifically. And I've been in the technology business for 25 years working for companies and they never had any respect for my personal time. That's just who they were. They uh, they had a job to do, and there were plenty of times when they needed to get things done. And, you know, Jeff, you're going to have to get it done. And so, you know, if that means you work this weekend. That means you work this weekend, right? And as a business owner, it's different in that you're building something for yourself. Uh, but over time, you can delegate things to people to help get things done, which enables you to have more time for your your family. When I initially got started in the real estate business, I was work still working in the technology business and I was doing real estate full time. But I knew that 
this was going to build into something that was going to be full-time. And I was tired of, you know, traveling, you know, two to three weeks every month on the road. And I was like, there's got to be something better. Right. And I, I was also tired of building something for somebody else instead of building for myself. I hear that a lot, especially when you go above and beyond for somebody else and you're like so much is being expected of you. Like you shared to work extra, spend less time with family, just, you know, taking more, yeah. yeah, more control, more freedom. It's also in a lot of ways you're taking on, you know, the full risk too. So what, what helped you to also overcome that risk of, you know, starting your own business and having to manage that and keep the cash coming in? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think for me, it was a little bit easier because I did have a full-time job and I started, when I started in real estate, I did start part-time. And I think that's one of the benefits of real estate. You can do it on the side and grow it into something. And it's just like, you know, a hobby, for instance, where, you know, you start out using, you know, I've got a friend who he uh, designs and builds cornhole boards, right? That is a hobby that he started and now he's worked it into a business, right? And so a lot of times things start out that way, which does minimize the risk because you're not going all in. You're not taking your life savings and putting it into something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but certainly my journey, I was able to ease into it, you know, and certainly I started in 05 and things were going great until the recession of 08. And I had to transform my business, which I was able to do. But my biggest point was when I went full time because that took a lot. That was a big risk, right? In real estate, there is no, even even when I started out part time, it's commission only. So you don't, you know, you don't get a paycheck. And uh, so it was only what you could do or what you're, uh, what you could build. And, you know, when I went into it full time, that was the moment of clarity where, okay, there's no turning back now. Right. You know, I mean, uh, I'm all in, I don't have a paycheck coming in anymore. This is it. And, you know, at that point, I really didn't have any trepidation whatsoever. I knew it was going to be a success. And I think, you know, it's just about how much time and energy you want to put into it. Right. Yeah, that that's great perspective. And the other thing I've heard from a lot of people that stepped out like you did uh, back in the day was you learn so much about yourself that you can't learn, I think, without taking that step, that leap of faith and taking that on. And so think about like back to those days, what was it that you really learned about yourself that was maybe a surprising insight or like a new insight at the time? I knew how to be successful in business. And a lot of it is process, you know, and going through the same process. And sometimes uh, I think as business owners, we can teach that process, but we have a hard time 
complying with the process, right? Or, or using that process to help us. And so the one thing I learned, I'm very detail oriented, but I don't like to be detail oriented, right? I know that sounds like, Jeff, what the heck did you just say? But the thing I learned about myself is I need to let go of some of those details, right? I can get mired in the details and it can be all consuming for me. And I have a hard time getting out of my own way, right? And so one of the things that I learned about myself was don't get mired in the details. You know, if you find yourself spending too much time on something and not getting the return, then stop doing that. Look at the ways where you can be the most efficient and where the value for your time is paid back instantly, right? And so I think a lot of times we put too much time in things that uh, we think are going to give us a great return, but in the end, they don't. And so you need to start tracking that. You need to start looking at where are you getting the most return for your for your investment of time. So yeah, is it sometimes we have like specific events or stories where we had to learn that the hard way? Do you I don't know, do you remember like any example where you had to learn that the hard way and it kind of woke you up to that insight? Yeah. I mean just like in the real estate business a lot of it is about who you know, right? It's your network. And certainly, you know, the bigger your network, you know, the, the you know, the better off you should be because you're out there touting to all these people, you can help them with their with their real estate investment. But my biggest thing is you know, you can't be all things to all people and you need to focus on areas where you can be the most successful. And I remember in the beginning, I would do just about every single marketing thing I could do to get my name out there. And I would never get any return. Like I did shopping cart ads, okay? (laughs) And while I would get people tell me, hey, I saw your shopping cart ad, I never got one call from that shopping cart ad saying, hey, I want you to come and list my house. Okay. I think the biggest things that I gained were, you know, you do all these marketing things, but you have to have a return on that investment. Right. And some of those things you do from a marketing perspective are just about getting your name out there. And, but, you know, I can, buy Zillow leads, and I can get a return on that investment very quickly, right? Whereas spending thousands of dollars on a shopping cart ad, I can't I can't see any return on that investment. And so I think that was one of the, you know, the biggest things for me is uh, focus in on where you can get that return instead of just blindly you know, spending your money. So, yeah, 
I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing with you. Um, thinking about you being on my shopping cart at Kroger. Well, I'm, I'm oh walking along. So. <laughs> well, and so, you know, we, the podcast, you can't see me, but obviously I've, I've lost most of my hair up top and I would have uh, friends that would uh, send me pictures with Rogaine on the shopping cart or a wig on the shopping cart. And I'm like, really? You know, so you guys are loving this, but you know, do I, am I seeing any business from you? No, you know? So yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's hilarious. I wanted to ask for, you know, for a little bit personal of a share. So a lot of times, especially now, I mean, if having been in entrepreneurship for a while, been successful, we tend to paint a picture that's very rosy in terms of, you know, how, how great it is. We're independent. You know, we've been successful. We don't have to answer to, to somebody, but I think for everybody, there's usually a story in there of like a big personal test or maybe experiencing burnout, a loss of passion for at some point for what you were building. Like, was there anything for you that was like a big personal test that made it difficult, you know, for you to keep going and, and was that like a teacher for you in any way? Certainly the recession. Uh, you know, I started out in real estate in 05. Recession hit in 08. It really caused me to rethink what I was doing. But it helped me learn to, you know, when changes happen, you just have to pivot. Okay. It's really important to not get so entrenched in what the changes are that are occurring and how it's affecting you, but how can you react to it? How can you become a change agent and how can you gain from it? And so for me, I started immediately, I thought, oh my gosh, this is crazy. My business was just starting to take off. What am I going to do now? And luckily, I had some mentors in my business that helped me. And they said, hey, Jeff, you got to look at this differently. This is a great time to invest, right? There's going to be a lot of foreclosures on the market. And while, yes, you don't want to take advantage of the foreclosures, you're still, somebody's got to buy those. Somebody, somebody, those houses are going to, go to somebody else. And so you're going to have to reinvent your business and start to focus on people, you know, that are investing. You know, there's still plenty of money out there, there's still plenty of opportunity out there. It's just going to pivot and there's still opportunities for you to help people. And so, you know, I started focusing on bank foreclosures and short sales and oh gosh, man, short sales will suck the life out of you, but it's still helping people. You're still helping people get to an end goal. And it was very hard to make that shift, but then just like anything, it shifts back, you know, and, and, uh, there's just seasons in life, right? Mm -hmm. Reminds me on a, from a business perspective of, uh, I don't know if you've ever read the challenger sale, the research, that they presented in that book, a lot of it was done during the most successful salespeople during that recession that you're referring to in 08. 
um, they looked at what were the characteristics of the of the people and the businesses that were most successful in that you know down economic downturn, and it was the people that really leaned into it and said, "How can this be an opportunity for business?" And as opposed to being like, "Oh, well, I guess the housing market's tanking, and I'm gonna take a loss in my business, or I need to pivot and do something else." The framework was shifted to be like, how can I lean into this to 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 get the most out of this and to serve the market in the way that it's changed and how, and what's needed here? I think the same thing is is going on right now as well for for people that are you know figuring out okay with post pandemic some of the economic downturn maybe we're not at recession yet but it's it's looking like that. And so how can we lean into that and respond in the way that the market really needs? And um, personally, I think that takes somebody that is, that's on the business level, but it's somebody that is on a personal level looking at difficult things, difficult happenings in, in your life, you know, as opportunities to grow versus, you know, opportunities to, to dig in and, or to dig your heels in and, you know, be stubborn or, be angry or numb yourself out to the pain through substances, you know, et cetera. Like it, it really takes leaning in and saying, you know, I'm being brought this opportunity to grow here. So does that make sense? Yes. And change is just so hard. It's so hard for everybody. Nobody likes to change. Nobody wants to change. We all want our status quo. We all just want to live our life, you know, in the best possible manner we we can. And change tends to disrupt that, right? I mean, it disrupts that that you know consistency that we have in our life. And we love the consistency. We want the consistency. But I don't know. I've always been one of those people that I don't mind change. Change is, I mean, it's it's constant, right? And so Things are always changing. Good Lord. I mean, you know, when I was in college, you know, the internet was barely around and now it's pervasive, you know, and, and things are so much different today than they were, but I don't think that we're in better shape or worse shape than we were then. We're just in a different shape, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. What what do you think it is for you that internally that has made it like change okay for you? Like what how have you cultivated that? Because not everyone's great at that. Yeah. No. I think it's um it's it's definitely been a process. And so I definitely when I was younger, I did not like change. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think that as change occurs and it occurs more often that you tend to get used to it, right? And then you start to anticipate it. And then you start to take advantage of it, right? So it's a process, right? You get used to it, you start to anticipate it, and then you start to take advantage of it. And so change can be a great thing. I mean, you just have to set your mind differently. You have to look at it as an opportunity 
and not as a disruption, right? You know, that's one of the things that I'm really excited about with Realty is the real estate market is prime for change. We've been doing things the way certainly Zoom and OfferPad and some other companies have started to change things over the last 10 years. But there's so much more room for change. Um, It's just, it blows my mind every time I think about it. We've been doing things the same way for so long because people don't want to change, right? They like their little thiefdoms. They like their little ways of doing things. Don't, don't mess with how I do things. You're messing with, you know, my livelihood. No, we're just going to change it, right? We're, we're not going to mess with anything, but uh, if you just sit there and think that you're not going to have to worry about change in your lifetime, then you're sorely mistaken, especially in our world today. So I think it's really just a mindset of looking at it as an opportunity and not as a disruption. So, yeah, that's, that's some really sage wisdom. One of the questions I like to ask usually near the end of the show is, you know, what would you say to someone that is looking to step out, you know, into entrepreneurship for the first time, or they have been, and they're looking at, you know, spinning up a new company. And I think that that's really sage advice for people to, what would it look like to open up your, yourself to change and to embrace it? So that was, that was wise. Um, I'm curious as you, as you reflect back on so far, like in your journey, obviously you've had, you know, one very big leg of the journey as a real estate agent and standing up your own company, but, um, and then you're, you're heading into another one with, with realty here and building that and building, you know, a technology platform what would you say is probably the best or the most rewarding thing that's that's come out of the journey for you so far? I would say the ability to help people. You know, I always look at how can I be of a benefit to society? And is what I'm doing going to benefit people? Am I helping people, right? And certainly sometimes there there are times when i i think am i really helping this person by putting them in a position where they are overextending themselves and and purchasing something that maybe they shouldn't but i'm not god i can't cast judgment uh, and so i look at i'm still helping them to get to where they want to be i don't have to get distracted by the thought that maybe they shouldn't be going to where they want to be because uh, that's really, that's not my job. My job is to help them get to where they want to be. And so that's the most satisfying piece of it. I've been able to bring on, you know, we're almost at, we're going to be at 10 agents uh, now and, you know, in six years and I haven't even really tried to grow the, the business, right? Partially because I've been thinking about, uh, I've been doing my own investing with B&Bs and, you know, rentals and, you know, so forth and so on. But, um, you know, I'm helping 
people get started in the real estate business and helping them get a revenue source that they wouldn't have had and spending time with them, that gives me the most satisfaction is seeing a real estate agent that started with me in 2016 when I started Vision One. She was my first agent. She's now full-time. She's making $150,000, a year. I mean, that's great. I've, I've helped somebody get to the point where they've established themselves in a career. I mean, I can't, that's, there's no better satisfaction than that. Yeah, I can relate to that. Just, you know, having been a part of the early days at Full Stack, the first person outside of our co-founders. Now we have a team of, of 12 people and it's, it's so satisfying, especially looking at the career journeys that each of them have been on, on our team, just to see the opportunity that we created for them here by, by hard work. And, you know, in, in a lot of ways, luck and market forces, um, it feels like <laughs> as well. Sure. You gotta have that. Yeah. But it's, it is a really satisfying thing. So like, what would you say is when you look at team members or agents that you're looking to bring onto the team, what are those key characteristics that you're looking for in people? And, you know, has that changed since, you know, you, you first brought your first person onto the team or has that, has it remained pretty consistent since then? I would say uh, it's remained pretty consistent. What I look for is drive. I want somebody that is going to be willing to do whatever it takes because it's hard to start a business. I mean, it it takes tenacity and it it's a grind and you got to do stuff that you don't want to do. You got to do, you know, like in our business, you got to do open houses. Nobody wants to spend two hours or three hours or whatever it is in a house. And, you know, and that's not, that's just the time that you spend in the open house. You got to put up signs, you got to do social media, there's before and after, and it winds up being a six hour process, right? And nobody wants to do that. And sometimes you'll get somebody, sometimes you won't. You know, it all lends itself into the overall task that you're trying to accomplish. And so sometimes it may not seem like these little things that you're doing are going to add up, but you just got to, you got to keep putting yourself out there. You know, just like me in the shopping cart ads, you just got to keep putting yourself out there and you'll learn what works and what doesn't work. You know, one of the people that I started out with in real estate, he doesn't do, he won't do open houses. He will not do them. He just, uh, he thinks they're worthless. Now he'll get somebody else. If a client says, Hey, I want an open house. He'll get somebody else to do that, that open house for him and he'll pay them or whatever. So there's other ways of getting around it, but you cannot substitute that drive. And so you've got to have somebody that's willing to do whatever it takes to get to wherever they want. Right. Like one of the things that I love about my pastor. Well, he's now not our pastor anymore, but at Northview, Steve Poe said 
that he would do anything other than sin to get somebody to come to Jesus, right? That's man, that's drive. That's you're, I mean, he's going to do whatever it takes in order to get the word out there to try to affect as many people as he possibly can, right? And so you got to have that all in. And, and I've, I've worked with many agents over the years that have some of them, they talk the talk, but then they don't walk the walk, right? And so, but you can tell immediately when you're, you know, first having a conversation with somebody, you know, that's exactly what I use. I ask them, I'm like, tell me a situation where you really wanted something and you were able to go out and get it. How did you make that happen? Right. And if they tell you a good story, then you're halfway there. Right. You're sending the pudding, but. Right. Exactly. Drive is something I think you can, I, I don't know. I th- there's a back and forth. I, in, in conversations that I've had, it's like, it's almost like something you can't, you can't really train. Like, I think there's, it is innate in some people, but then also I think it can be like caught, you know, by seeing someone lead by example as well. But yeah, if at the stage business that you've been, you know, those early people that, and now, you know, nowadays, like you, you have to have that drive, like you said, to, you know, to make it, to be able to, to sell, to build the relationships needed to grow that business. And so, well, and I think just like you're saying, but as a business owner, you've got to embody that, right? So you've got to be, so my agents know I still do open houses. I don't like to do them. I'm not happy about doing them. I will go out and show that I'm happy, but I'm just a regular guy. I'm not beneath doing that. And so I think getting your hands dirty and showing other people that, hey, this is what you got to do to be successful. That's important. You have to embody that that drive. Otherwise, people are like, oh, well, you know, must not be that important, right? Right, exactly. I'd like to end with one final question here as we're at our time, and that's if you had an hour to invest in yourself, to recharge, to do something that, like fills your cup or fills your battery, whichever met- metaphor you want to use there. Like what, what would you do to recharge? So uh, I'm a Christian man. And so I tend to spend time in the Bible, in the word that gives me a lot of encouragement and helps me focus. And then I also working out is is really huge. I think everybody needs to to do that because I think it does something, it builds something in your body. You know, we all know the science of it, you know, and releasing endorphins and stuff like that. But I, uh, there's so much more to it, I think. I think, you know, treating your body right and being cognizant of the, you know, we only have one body. Right. I mean, it's not like we can go and snap another battery pack on or anything. And so those are the two things that really, uh, you know, I like to be in nature. I like I don't 
spend as much time by myself or alone. Uh, you know, mostly I do that when I'm, you know, focusing on, on God, but, um, you know, and of course being in nature is, uh, you know, focused on God, but I have a hard time just spending time by myself. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things I work on. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, I think anything you can do to invest in yourself, like, like you described is, is fantastic. And that, and that's ultimately what, like I believe and is one of the keys for us to sustain the journey that we're on as entrepreneurs is like we call savage to sage. I think is to figure out in the different seasons of life, what it is to, we can do to recharge our battery. So Jeff, thank you so much for your time and your sharing today. I think a lot of people that listen are going to find this very helpful. If they want to get in touch with you and learn more about what you're building with Realty, where would you point them? Well, Realty.com. Sorry, it's R-E-E-L-I-T-I.com. So it's a different spin on Realty, but R-E-E-L-I-T-I.com. And uh, we're going to have a an app coming out soon. So, you know, but the website's best way for anybody to uh, get more information on it for sure. Sounds good. We'll drop that in the show notes. And again, thank you so much. And um, we'll look forward to talking again soon. Thank you for listening to today's interview. To view show notes or hear more episodes, please visit www.savagetosage.com.